Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Help on the Way podcast. This week, we are featuring Thursday, February 26, 1981, from, I believe it's Chicago Uptown Theater. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, we, sh- we, we thought we knew this, and, and it just slips yeah. our mind how to actually pronounce that word. But yeah. um, G-Town, I think they call it. Yeah, G-Town, G-Town, um, with those cheese socks, the... White and the well, the Cubs, I guess. So this is the first show of 1981. So for all of you 1981 heads, this is a fun show for you. Um, as you can tell from the sound of my voice, this is not the game hosting. We are gameless today. Uh, he oh, no. is going down the road feeling bad. Uh, he is stuck at work. Um, he does not have uh, lockjaw. Um, he can participate, but uh, work is not letting him do that. But let me introduce you to my other amazing co-host, Nob. Say hello, Nob. Hello, Nob. All right. Um, so why don't we just uh, break into it? We saw a show together. Um, yes. Last weekend. News. News. Um, yeah, we're going to jump right into our channel six. Uh, this is, I guess, we'll start with some personal news. Is that Fig and Nob saw a show? Uh, we saw J Red. It was a yeah, lot of fun. It was. Rad. I love J Red. I'm a big. I've. I think I've now seen J. Red just as many times as I've seen Dead and Co. And I, I've really had a never, never had a bad time seeing them. Yeah. So this was my first J. Rad experience. Uh, clearly not the first time listening to them, yeah. uh, because I have been following them for some years. But I'm really glad after the pandemic has settled down and they're torn again that I was able to uh, see them up in uh, the Wellmont Theater, which is a really nice uh, kind of tight-knit historic theater up in northern New Jersey. Um, Nob and I were in the pit, so it was like really cool to be back into the pit, seeing the band right there, and they were loud, and they were in your face, and they rocked the house. Oh, yeah. Um, I loved it. I think they're the best thing going on right now. Um, I know that's controversial, because we're going to be talking about Dad and Company tour dates in a moment, but I just think they're great, and they played an awesome set. What'd you think, Nob? I, yeah, I had a really good time. It was also... This is uh, so personal that it, it doesn't really qualify as news anymore. But I wore uh, earplugs for the first time doing that uh, that second J-Rad show. Because okay. I've been an earplug skeptic for the longest time. But I went the night before and my ears were ringing something awful. And okay. so I went to the this music store and I was like, do you have any earplugs? And the guy went, not the cheap ones. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so I did... That was really nice. It was just nice to uh, protect one's hearing. And I, it didn't... I was always scared that it was going to, like, diminish the show. But honestly, with the Wellmont's acoustics, it cut out the, like, slightly gradier, like, high end. Super. And uh, I found that really nice. But it was a great cool. show. The the band played the hell out of it. Marco was great. I, I, I can never take my eyes off Russo, because you're watching a world-class drummer and a world-class conductor at the same time. And uh, it was and, fun. Yeah, no, I I, I did two I nights, it. so I'm slightly I'm I'm having a hard time oh, keeping was... track of what they played night tonight. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm looking for the set list furiously right now. Um, yeah, online. The uh, night before, I caught. I've been chasing a Let It Grow with them for like a year at this point, and I finally got a Let It Grow. That I was over the moon about, and then they teased Stairway to Heaven in the middle of it, which was fun. All right. Okay, so I did find the set list. Oh, let me just nice. ask real quick, which yeah. night was the better night? So we saw uh, them on a Saturday night. Yeah. Or no, it was a Friday think... night. Friday night. Was it Friday? No. no yeah. It was Saturday night. I was yeah, Friday. it was Saturday. Yep. 
we definitely did prep work before we ran this episode. Uh, I think I would honestly say that Friday night was better, but Saturday was better if you really just want the high energy, high right? It was. The night before had slightly more out there jams. There was a Let It Grow, and then a Music Never Stopped into St. Stephen. And the St. Oh, Stephen Bridge, they started doing this like synth guitar thing, so it almost sounded like Run Like Hell by Pink Floyd. And then he started singing, Lady Fing, oh, it was really cool. Yeah. I, uh, none of this is coming through from how I'm... Uh, well, no, it, it's cool dining. because... You know, we talk about the dead quite a lot. It's yeah. a passion of ours, and it's a hobby of ours. Um, but like, you kind of know what to expect, and like, yeah, there's various iterations throughout the years, and you know, we pick up on little things here and there. But with them, it's like it's really challenging to my grateful Ooh, yeah. dead mind about what is happening. Like, is yeah. this a dead song? Is it another dead song that they're actually mashing up, or is yeah. it a Pink Floyd song? Is it, uh, you know, Almond uh, Brothers song, something by the band? You know, it's just like yeah. it could be so much. And and it's just if if you love music, you will love Joe Russo's Almost Dead, and I can kind of attest to that because the listeners will remember from a, a few weeks back, maybe even months back, that I took uh, a friend of mine and his wife to see Dark Star on the beach over the summer, and we didn't have the best experience. But uh, to their credit, they came with me to uh, the Wellmont Theater, and they saw J Rad and it blew their mind. And, and I think it kind of opened doors for, for both of them um, where they were really getting into it. And, and, you know, I had a great time. They had a great time. It was good seeing you. It's good seeing yeah. uh, meeting your dad. That was really cool. Yep. You guys were doing that together. You, and... could, you could see me really bopping along for some of those. Tunes. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. And, and honestly, for someone like me who likes uh, hard rock, heavy metal, I don't like heavy metal, but hard rock more so. Yeah. Right. Uh, they are, they bring the rock. Like they, are, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's cool. It's exactly what I want. You know, it's jazzy. It's, it's, you know, multiple, you know, so many influences. It's cool. I'm going to see yeah, them in November look- in Philly. So I'm excited nice. about that as well. I wasn't able to get tickets for the Philly run, but I'm doing, they're doing their 10th anniversary show at the Brooklyn bowl in January. And I just got a ticket for that. Nice. Very That's excited. Really cool. So let's uh, get back to the Grateful Dead, as this is a Grateful oh, yeah. Dead podcast. Uh, we have we didn't some... rebrand to be J Rad theme this week. Uh, oh, I, I would... we're doing that when it's my birthday. All right, we'll do a birthday <laughs> gift for you, J Rad. Help on the way. Here it comes. Dead and Company um, announced their tour dates this week. So, um, what are your thoughts on the summer 2023 final tour? Well, I've already got an incredibly neurotic Google Doc getting ready about how much of this tour I can attend, who I have to and, uh, crash with, which you can family try to, like, members uh, I got to kiss up to. Nice. How many are you I, thinking about going to? I'm definitely trying to do that whole week of the. it's Philly, and then two nights it's SPAC, and then two nights at City Field. And that's all close. SPAC I've never been to before, but Philly and, and City Field are so easy to me that it it that 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 just seems obvious i gotta hit those and then i'm trying to do the raleigh one all the the north carolina virginia stuff because i have family down there and if i can swing that that'd be really nice um so yeah if you wind up going to philly i will definitely be in philly i will 100 be in philly uh i'm not sure about any of the other shows Mm -hmm. um and I can speak, I believe, for the game, who will be in Philly as well. So we'll all meet up and maybe we'll do a live yeah. pod. 
in the parking lot, but he actually um, is his intention sort of fly out to San Francisco for the last couple of shows. He's hitting the last two, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really special for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm at least going to Philly, and yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, so let's continue on. We have Bobby, who's doing some cool stuff with the National Symphony Orchestra, and you were able to catch a little bit of it, Nob? Yeah, this episode goes out after those shows are done, right? They can't take down a Mexler next week. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening along to these National Symphony Orchestra shows. It's, you know, it's a phone in the back of the room, so the sound quality isn't great. But there are some beautiful arrangements. What they did with playing in the band was really lovely. Here in Dark Star with the National Symphony Orchestra, I kind of thought going in that one would be a mess, especially with all the improv stuff. But it, it was lovely. It was really good. They're 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 kind of killing it. I'm really impressed, and I really hope that similar to what the Wolf Brothers have done with these Red Rock shows, where they released the best of in a couple volumes, I hope they pick the best from this run and do a Bobby and the National Symphony Orchestra release. That's awesome. These yeah, shows are too good not to release. Yeah, and that sounds really interesting. I would like to hear what they what they do with Dark Star. Yeah, and you know, in a way, it's almost you know, meant to be released like that, just so, you know, you can access it in your home rather yeah. than having to go to the show. Are, are they, do they have more shows coming up or is this? Yeah, they're of... off. The, the By the time this episode goes out, they'll have been, they'll be over and the Wolf yeah. Brothers will be on their regular tour. But right now when we're recording it, they've got two more shows this weekend. Bobby's looking sharp in his tux. I like. Yeah, uh, I've seen pictures. I like, I like tux Bobby, but I yeah. want now. I want Bobby with the tux top and the the Daisy Duke shorts. That's what <laughs> I want for Dead and Co. Summer Tour. <laughs> or just like a tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a yeah. just a proper Canadian tuxedo, but it cuts <laughs> off right at the thighs. Yeah, uh, he can still pull it off. Oh, I um, agree. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, another Channel More 6 news. matter. More news. news we have week. the Ace 50th Anniversary Remaster. So this is uh, Bobby's, I believe, no, it's his second, or is his first solo album? First solo album. First solo album, okay. Um, and it's getting a 50th Anniversary Remaster. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts about that, Nam? It's good. I like Ace a lot. I'm not, uh, uh, what's the one that they don't do? Walk in the Sunshine, I've never been too huge on. But cool, for man. Studio Dead, it's really strong. The Cassidy yeah. is really good. The playing in the band is really good. The greatest story ever told is really good. Um, and to be I clear, like, the, it really, I mean, it's a Bob Weir solo album, but it really is Studio Dead. It, it's a Grateful Dead album, but Bob was in charge. And that was a whole big thing behind the scenes that like Bob just needed a project like this where he took a little bit of control. Um, yeah. And, and to get all of his and Barlow's uh, work product out there and yeah. properly recorded. And then it'll be interesting because they're also putting the Wolf uh, Wolf Brothers Radio City Music Hall shows, or one of them, uh, for the Ace 50th anniversary. Uh, so, so do they play Ace songs specifically? Oh yeah, the those they did two nights and both shows. The basically the whole first set was Ace in order. They were a awesome. fun pair of shows. Um, yeah, so it'll I like be cool Ace. to see I, that. Many, many moons ago, I, I found Ace in a uh, used uh, CD stack, and I was like, yeah, let's buy that. And yeah, and so, it, you know, it has a place in my heart, because it was just one of those CDs stuck in your um, car's, you know, CD drive for, you know, sure. months until you get kind of sick of it. But it was, um, yeah, it was just kind of cool to hear, yeah, what, what Bobby can do with, with the band 
as his backing yeah. band rather than being rather than him playing with the band. Um, yeah. So as everybody um, knows, you know, we like to talk about the current stuff going on with the dead, but this is kind of a historic themed podcast. So let's see what's going on with this week's show in Grateful Dead history. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm segueing. <laughs> um, what what we have here is uh, February 26, 1981, their first show of 1981. Uh, they had last played uh, just on New Year's Eve um 1980. So they had a pretty solid break there. A uh, good about almost two months. Yeah, before they went to Chi-Town uh, at the Uptown Theater. And let's go over the first set. Uh, it was a long show. Uh, two really good uh, action-packed sets. Um, so Feel Like a Stranger opener. Althea into Little Red Rooster. We get a bird song mid-set. Me My Uncle into Big River. Slow Things Down with Peggy O. We get a Passenger. Tennessee Jed, music never stop. Nob, what are your thoughts on that first set? Sure. Um, I think you listening into it, especially in this first set, you can kind of tell it's the first show of the year. Um, or at the very least, if you blindfolded me and played me some of these tunes, I'd have guessed first show of a tour. There's just a little bit of that. We're getting back in the swing of things, getting the, all the gears turning, getting back in the groove. A lot of these songs in my opinion, uh, start off a little sloppy, and then as soon as they really get cooking, they're all pretty strong. Um, I felt like the first couple of tunes were probably my least favorite of the set, which is a bummer because I like both of these songs very much, but I found both Feel Like a Stranger and Althea to be okay. Um, a little sloppy. Both of them had pretty good endings, Stranger especially, but nothing there really wows me. And I, I kind of almost wrote off the show initially based on these first couple of songs. Um, and then, and I never thought I would say this, especially not in public, but the little red rooster wow. really wowed me. It genuinely, there's <laughs> only been two little red roosters I've ever heard that I would say actually blew me away. And it's new year's 87. And it is this one. Everything about it just works. It's so consistent. The whole band really gets into it for those Little Red Rooster solos. Yeah. Uh, like, every, Phil, the drummers, oh, they're just bringing nice energy. And everyone's solos are really good, even Bobby's slide solo. But man, oh, Brent's solo. Oh, yeah. he genuinely yeah, had me up dancing on my feet. Th that was great. Really yep. good Little Red Rooster. Can't rave about that enough. Can't crow about it? Nice, enough? nice. Good, good. Okay. Continue. Um, oh, we get another bird then, theme song. Yeah, we keep it. We keep it uh, cr crowing, Bur birding, Ro roosting. Um, we go to bird <laughs> song, and it's it's a it's a fast bird song. A lot of the '80s. I mean, you know, it's the '80s. Some of these songs are going to be fast. Um, the Madison Square Garden bird song that was just released on streaming platforms is only about two weeks after this. And I found that one to be too fast. That, it felt fast to the point that we're losing things. I don't feel that about this one. It's zippy, certainly, and it is faster than most of the bird songs you're going to hear. But this one never feels like it's rushing. This one just feels like it's meant to be fast. Um, and it's very pretty. It's got a nice, lovely jam despite the speed, and the harmonies are really good. Um... And then a bunch of songs that I'm fine on, me and my uncle, Big River, Peggy O. It all works for me. Uh, Passenger really recovered some energy, which was nice. 
the bridge into that last chorus. I don't know if I've ever really been... I've never really taken notice of the passenger bridge in particular, but this time I was like, oh, this is good bridge. Um, and then the music never stopped at the end was really good. It started hot when we were in the dancey part. When we got to the weird jam, they were able to do the weird really well without losing it. And then they came back in hot, hot, hot. Um, it was a really strong way to end this set. So overall, I really dug it. Uh, what did you think, Fig? Uh, yeah, I would agree. I, I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. Um, one point about the sources. So there's a uh, Charlie Miller mix and there's a Matrix. And I would definitely recommend uh, the Matrix. And we're yes. going to either feature set one or set two of the Matrix. Um, so with Stranger, I, I just wasn't really getting into it. I, I love Stranger as an opener. This one was not doing it for me. And like you, I was really close to writing off the show uh, yeah. the first time that I listened to it. But But it was a good show overall. Um, and, and so, yeah, the Miller mix wasn't doing it for me. I went back to the, to the matrix, which had some issues. If you want to hear any low end, you're not going to really hear it on the show. Yeah. Sorry to say, um, if you like, if you're a Bobby fan, you're not going to hear much Bobby on the show. Um, interesting. Cause I yeah. found not to jump in, but yeah. I found, especially on the Miller board, you get some clean Bobby. Yeah, well, I, I jumped to the, the Matrix, Matrix after probably. Stranger. Don't get me wrong, but I definitely was finding at least Bobby was pretty. I don't know. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Well, um, at least at first, I, I do feel like yeah. that the mix got better as as the songs uh, songs went on. Uh, the the Miller mix kind of had that. Um, you know, w with the two drummers, sometimes you get you know shoes in a uh, shoes in a in a dryer situation yeah. where it's just all you hear is kick drums. So that was uh, bother me. I was also listening in earbuds, which I don't usually do. So mm. that was specifically bother me. So Stranger, a little rough. Um, Althea was a little bit slower than I like, um, but Jerry uh, has some great tone and his his vocals were great. Uh, mm. Definitely check out Jerry's last solo and and the jam in out the. Uh, on the outro there, um, that was definitely worth it. And then Little Red Rooster, yeah, I agree. It's not one that I, I rate highly, um, usually ever, but this one uh, was was great from the beginning. Uh, the drummers were given some big cymbal hits, and you know, yeah, was, oh yeah, yeah, they were like really kind of laying into it. Jerry had a great slide uh, slide solo. Bobby's was still meh, but Brent's uh, church organ solo was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so and then Jerry so I think part of the reason that I was ragging on Bobby's solo was it was it was passable. You know, sometimes those Bobby slide solos you, yeah. you, you got you almost want to fast forward them. Uh but the the difference here was like Jerry came up to kind of bail out Bobby and, and there's just a night and day transition between Bobby's doing a slide solo and the Jerry's second solo there. So just a little thought of mine. Uh Bird yeah. Song, I never know what I'm supposed to hear in a bird song but this one had some good ambiance um it was some inspired playing by jerry is pretty jazzy brent was great on the harmonies there i actually really liked uh, me and my uncle into big river it was it was a fast one it was some yeah. good good playing good plunking by uh brent good picking by jerry and bobby um and they were training out solos throughout the whole thing and it was actually really cool to hear uh peggy yeah, was really a really nice sweet brent. yeah I was just going to say, I really like what Brent was laying down in the big river. I'll definitely second that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Peggio don't have too much. It was a sweet yeah. version. Uh, you know, Jerry's guitar was pretty. I don't really have much else to say about that. But it did yeah. kind of create a lull in the set, which was brought up by Passenger. Now, Passenger <laughs> is a song that I don't rate very highly uh, at all, usually. You can only but say this... that because Game's not here. 
Well, I, I, you know, I wish he was here because I wanted to say that to his face. No, I'm kidding. Um, I wanted to see what his reaction actually was um, to my thoughts, which were that this was a great version of Passenger. Uh, cool. This was a lot of fun. It was, it was the highlight of the first set because it was just strong from, you know, beginning to end. And yeah, that middle part um, that you pointed out was 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 really rocking, and it was it was a great song. It was really cool. Uh, and that's that's why we do this because sometimes you get great versions of something you didn't know that you liked before. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and kind of similarly, there's a show. Is that what you said? There's a show for that. Oh, I said this is a show for that. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, like Tennessee Jed, another one that I don't rate very highly, especially when yep. it's played slow, like it is tonight. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Jerry had a great solo in the middle. Um, that was you know kind of humorous and fun to 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 listen to. So Jed was also good. And then uh music never stops starts with a disco dead uh feel. They were actually really yeah. into the syncopated beats this whole show. Um yeah. I think later they get into some sort of reggae beat. Oh, as for he's gone. Um <laughs> they start getting into like this kind of like reggae jam, which was actually really cool. Uh but yeah, they're all into this they're all about the syncopation tonight. Um, first music never stopped that I liked in a, in a long time. I, I do like this song quite quite a lot, and we hear it quite a lot on the podcast, but I don't usually really like the versions that we've heard so far. So this is the first yeah. one that I really liked. It had an awesome middle section, uh, and then a great transition uh, back to the beginning to end the first set. So, jumping into set two, unless you have something that you want to add. No. no. I, uh, okay. I threw in all my interjections while you were talking. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, so we start with a China Rider and get into Samson. He's gone. Now, He's Gone is uh, on on Dead List sets, the 23-minute version of He's Gone. And other sources say it's an 11-minute version of He's Gone with like a 12-minute jam. So take that for what it is. Uh, then we get into Drums in Space. We have Truckin', Black Peter, Going Down the Road Feeling Bad, Johnny Be Good with an encore of U.S. Blues. Knob, take it away. Um, I think China Rider has a really good groove to start things off. They come in with some nice zippy energy, some really nice interplay, and the transition into Rider is particularly spirited. Both the band and the crowd are super into what's going on. Yeah. Um, everything worked about Rider for me. The vocalists were amped up, the band was bringing it, Jerry's solo was shredding. It was a really nice start to set, too. Um... Fast Samson's, uh, everything's kind of fast tonight. It's 1981. Um, Letter C. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I re- the, the He's Gone slash jam, whatever we want to call it, was a highlight of the night for me. Um, they were being really patient with it, especially in the you know beginning where we're in the He's Gone world more comfortably. They really did take their time, which not a lot of songs this evening are given that patience um and then the the jam afterwards uh, it's just so good (laughs) um it's it's got a touch of the other one a touch of eyes a touch of going down the road but it really is its own thing um it, it does kind of feel like some of the members of the band wanted to do the other one and the rest of the band didn't want to commit but I kind of like this more. Um, it was pretty. It was energetic when it needed to be. It really, it was just Grateful Dead improvisation at its best. Um, I enjoyed this 12-minute jam more than I enjoy a lot of spaces. So this worked really well. Um, 
I'd probably be more into this drums if it was like half the length. It had some fun moments. I liked when it got quiet with the talking drum, and the ending was fun, but it, it goes on for a while. <laughs> um, it's a pretty straightforward trucking, but the energy is really good. The the big hits, the ba 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 and then the ba 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 all have some really good energy. It's all working for me. Um, Black Peter builds really nicely, similar to He's Gone. It started off a little slow for me, but Jerry's solo was really good. And then the verse before the bridge, and then the bridge, oh, it just tugged at the heartstring just right. Um, and I've never heard the pairing of going down the road into Johnny Be Good before, but I really liked that combo. Those two songs fit together really well. Um, and I know Johnny Be Good is about the guitar, but this one was about the Hammond B3. This one, Brent's, Brent's organ solo at the end really steals this Johnny Be Good. It's really nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good set for a good show. What did you think, Fig? Awesome. Yeah, I don't have uh, too, too much to ask. Or, sorry, too, too much to... Um to talk about with set two although i do recognize that it was pretty awesome i just don't have too much to add i think was the word i was yeah. looking for uh agreed that china well okay china rider was good china wasn't great the jam got better and then rider got great okay yeah. um yeah bob weir's tone was was very early 80s and, and not early 80s dead i meant like early 80s guitar tone you know, like kind of, it almost sounded like something Pete Townsend would be doing um, yeah. in one of the later Who albums. Um, so, which it's was funny, this kind is of a few weeks before they played with Townsend. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That would be less than a month. At the Rock Palast or whatever? Yeah, that was yeah. March 81. Sorry, wow. keep going. Yeah, well, I don't know. All the guitars are talking to each other in some way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, his tone was just, um, what's it like, synthetic, electronic, I don't know, it had the, you know, yeah. the newness of the, eight, like the modern 80s sound, right? Anyway, um, Samson had some good energy to it, he's gone, uh, and then the Space Jam there. Um, yeah, it was it was subdued at first, uh, Jerry had a lovely first solo, uh, yeah. I thought overall, like, there was, it was a bit messy, they were kind of trying to feel out exactly what they wanted to do. Um, and, but the jam got really interesting. Um, I really liked it when it turned into a kind of a reggae jam because I was not expecting that, but it was kind of fun to hear that paired with the music never stopped. Yeah. They were just in like a dancey feel that whole, uh, the whole day. So, uh, drums, uh, I didn't listen to it. I'll be honest with you. So I'll take your take trucking. I have nothing to add black Peter, nothing to add. However, it's interesting. You liked the transition between, Going down the road feeling bad into Johnny B. Good. I thought the transition from Black Peter into going down the road feeling bad actually really worked, which yeah. you wouldn't necessarily expect because they're two completely different songs. Yeah. Um, but you know, they they really brought the train home and and they did it in a good way with uh going down the road feeling bad into Johnny B. Good. So yeah, overall it was Oh, and then we have US US Blues. US Blues as an encore. Um I don't really have anything to add. But no, it was fine. Did you mention? Yeah, fine encore. It's, no, always, it's always anything. <laughs> I don't even think I took down a note about U.S. Blues. It's yeah, fine. I, it's you know. I mean, the show could have ended with Johnny Be Good too, but they, yeah. you know, they didn't. They didn't want to. They came back out for the encore. All yeah. right. So I know what games set or what what his thoughts were because I asked him. Um, so I will reveal that once Nob, you tell me what set you want to show the fans. I. Hmm. 
Because either way, there's a song in the other set that I'm also going to recommend our listeners listen to. But I, I think I'm going to say listen to set one and definitely check out that 20 minute he's gone. Yeah, no, that's really you, good advice. If it was the reverse, I would say listen to set two, but definitely check out the Little Red Rooster. But I, I kind of like with that, with the exception of the first couple of tunes, I thought set one was stronger. Yeah. Uh, and set one. Okay, well, let me just reveal what the game said. Are you, are you looking? I already saw it. Oh, okay, great. Well, I, I don't know if that anticipation is going to you know, transfer to the podcast either, so I'm not going to worry about it. But uh, game um, recommended set one to the audience as well, and so did I. It did start slow. Wow. Yeah, so we're on agreement here. It did start slow, but once it picked up, it picked up in a, in a really big way. And what I will say is that there's probably more music pound for pound in set one than, than set two, which is kind of, mm. uh, you know, lopsided. Usually set two is, is a little bit longer. But I think in this one, set one's a little bit longer. No. So, yeah. So, book of, so after, uh, you know, we're done talking here, we will be featuring set one of February 26, 1981, the first show of uh, Baby 1981. At Chicago's Uptown Theater. Book of the Dead. Dom, would this make your Book of the Dead? Yeah. I didn't think it was gonna with the first couple of songs, but by the end, it really did make my Book of the Dead. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, only because it's, you know, a pretend thing, and there's no, you know, <laughs> set set limit for how many shows you can have. So I'm going to say that it was a yes. And I, I would agree that I was somewhat surprised because the first listen through, I was like, mm, I don't really know what they're trying to do here. I wasn't really picking up mm. what they're putting down. Uh, but then I listened to it a couple more times and I thought it was good. Oh, and we just got word, late, late breaking word from the game, the man himself, uh, who uh, is a big yes for Book of the Dead. So we have, we are all in agreement this week here on your help on wow. the podcast yeah very no rare disagreements on anything no disagreement. <laughs> that's how tight we are uh reddit <laughs> comments we don't have reddit comments uh this week again uh we will try again next week when we will be featuring september 24th 1973 so we'll be going back in time to the 70s um and this one looks like a as you would expect from 73 a long show Ooh, yeah. uh only two sets but um some really cool stuff uh oh eyes of the world and set two there into weather report suite let it grow um horn section yeah yeah oh, using the horns. 73 horn section and i think we featured a show we've done hmm. we've definitely listened to the 73 horns before yeah we yeah with let it grow yeah and i remember being like eh. <laughs> we weren't that into it no i wasn't gonna say so, that but that is well, what i remember yeah well the the audience can make up their own mind yeah yeah, uh, yeah. we're just three schlubs yeah, speak two slubs, but usually three slubs. Yeah. So um, we are gonna, you know, round this thing home. Uh, please remember, if you like what you're hearing, please smash that subscribe button, like and please. share with all your friends, all your all loved ones. And annoy you can find them about it. it. Yeah, annoy them about it. Yeah, get in their face. Get get nasty about it. <laughs> Help them the way. We're here. Um, we haven't gone away yet. In the middle of religious services, wherever you can, really just make sure people are listening to this podcast. Absolutely. Um, and you remember, you can listen to this podcast wherever podcasts are downloads, but not ones that rhyme with spoofify. So nice. don't don't even try that. Yeah, thanks. That's all I could come up with. And if you want to get in touch with us, we are usually stickied on the top of the Grateful Dead subreddit, a great community of deadheads and people who uh, like talking about the dead. So you can find us there. Give us a comment. We'll probably talk about it on the show. 
Uh, you could also email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You can find our static website on helponthewaypod.podbean.com. And I'll just give a shout out to uh, Game, who could not be here because he has some sort of funny disease. Bell's palsy. Um, he is on twitch.tv forward slash the GD channel. And so that's it for myself, Fig. Nob, any parting words? Sorry. Do we Was not a... think Bell's palsy is a serious one? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure what that it's is. It's fine. I don't <laughs> A friend that had it in the scout, so we made fun of him for it. But I, I do think it's serious. <laughs> you get over it, right? Yeah, it's it should. It's he got. Can it we think of something funnier? He was no, no, no. I think this is how we end this week's episode. <laughs> oh, great! All right. Well, until next week, I am Fig. I'm and, Nob. And for our co-host Game, we will uh, see you then after listening to set two of February twenty-six, nineteen eighty-one.